Hey, gorgeous. Welcome to the Find Your Way podcast, where we are answering the question, who am I? Which is what way stands for. I'm your host, Lindsay Means, human design expert and guide. This podcast is all about human design, healing, and inner work for hairstylists, salon owners, and innovators in the hair industry. I am so grateful that you're here. Now let's get started. Welcome to today's episode where I am interviewing Brittany Carmichael, who is a sacral generator with a 6-2 profile. Brittany is the founder of Shine School, a self-love course that has helped thousands of women awaken their authentic selves and reclaim their power. She's a creator of Shine from the Inside Oracle and co-founder of the Elevated Life Membership Club. Named Top 20 Soul Coaches of 2022, Britt is a trailblazing lightworker, psychic medium, and award-winning hairstylist and salon owner of 15 years. She's an empowerment coach for female entrepreneurs, hosts a luxury retreat, plus she's a 99% unicorn. She is known for her spiritual truth-telling style and her ability to make women feel beautiful inside and out. Her mission is to inspire women to create a soul-filled life that is full of purpose, passion, and peacefulness. Her soulmate clients are spirited female entrepreneurs in hair and spiritual communities. I am so incredibly grateful to share this interview with you right now. Welcome to today's episode. I am so excited to have Britt Carmichael on the show today and to share her story. Thank you so much for being here, Britt. Lindsay, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Mm, So excited. I know this is going to be such a juicy conversation. Um, And I would love to start off with a question. Have you ever asked yourself the question, who am I? Oh my God. Are you fucking kidding me? Like (laughs) that's like the, uh, the basis of all the work that I do in this world is it stems from that question (laughs) in 2012, my mom had a massive stroke that paralyzed her. And that sent me on that inward journey of asking, who am I? Like, what am I even here to do? Like I'm following in the same footsteps as my hairdresser mom who overgives and is an empath and constantly like draining herself to fill up others, which can be a beautiful thing except the draining of yourself part, which is now what I've learned and what I'm teaching. So, uh, have I asked myself that question? Absolutely. <laughs> and it's like the most important question anyone can ask themselves in this spiritual self-discovery journey. Mm, I love that. And it's so funny because human design, one of the websites, it literally says human designs here to help you answer that question. And so that's a big part of why I ask it. And like you said, it's, it's a good mantra. Who am I? Who am I today? Who, who do I want to be? Where am I coming from? And so I love, love, love that. Um, so I always like to share how we met and we, I had known of you, but I just thought, wow, this girl's freaking awesome. Like I was kind of a little starstruck by you, even though I didn't really know much about you. I was just like her energy. There's just something about her. Um, and I remember we sat, we were at hair love, uh, retreat in 2021 and we had dinner together the first night and it was you and your partner, Chris, and I can't remember who else was at the table, but I just, you are just so powerful and your energy is so awesome. And I am just really grateful to call you a friend and to have met in that way. And it's so funny because that was like one of the worst times of my life. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see kind of full circle. It's been a little over a year since then. And, uh, you've inspired me so much. So thank you. 
Oh my gosh. It it was truly a beautiful, like talk about divine connection, just sitting at the dinner table that first night. I think it opened the door for, um, you know, letting myself, letting, you know, letting all of us know that we're not alone in this and that it's safe to be your authentic self and watching you blossom and bloom into you, like your authentic self, you know, I was just saying, it's so beautiful to see you live by design, like truly in flow. It's uh, you're glowing and shining and all the beautiful things. And you're embodying that Empress energy that we, you know, when we pulled that card in our first reading (laughs) together, (laughs) you're doing it. Oh my gosh. I, it's so funny because when I think I'm pretty sure I've told you this, but when we had a reading, we did a, a trade and Brit is amazing at tarot. Um, so definitely go follow her, go check her out as far as that goes. And she has an amazing Oracle deck that I use often. I have a bunch of cards in my bathroom that I look at every day. And, um, with, I was a little annoyed because <laughs> there was something that I was going through the breakup. And if you listen to the, one of the previous episodes, the first, I think it was the first episode of this season, I talked about how I was trying to reconciliation with my ex and you were like, girl, like, no, like drop that guy. And I was like, no, like I was in my shadow so much. And I remember my soul was like, yes, like this bread is correct. But my ego was like, no, I'm trying to cling on so hard. And it's funny looking back. I think I looked at the notes from that the other day and I was like, damn, she was so right. <laughs> you know, that's, um, don't get mad that I trigger people. It took a long time to learn that as a, as a truth teller, but damn. <laughs> so thank you for um, hearing me even when you didn't want to. Well, and it's interesting. I think this is a good, like we have our ego, we have our higher self and we're at war, maybe not war, but we're conflicted. It's conflicted energy. And when you start doing the inner work, when you start learning about your human design, when you start loving yourself and accepting yourself, then you become in more coherence and you can hear the chatter of your lower self or the ego or shadow or whatever you want to call it. But you're like, I see you, but this is what we're doing. And you, you hear the, your, your higher self in a more deeper way. And I'm curious for you, your journey, because you're a medium, you're a psychic. I would love to go down that path of when those gifts started unlocking for you. Yeah. Um, great question. So I've always felt like I've known things. Like I always felt different. I was always the leader of my community, like all the kids in the neighborhood, you know, it's always like coming up with crazy visions and imaginations. And this side of the street is Alaska. And, you know, like I've always just like had that creative, like visionary, like vibe about me. I've always beat to my own drum and been, been that weird kid that never fit in. I always describe myself as trying to put a star in a square shaped box growing up in Farmersville, Texas. Um, (laughs) So it really kind of boils, it like goes all the way back to my childhood. Like we all are born intuitive. We are all born connected to spirit. And because I grew up in the country, I think being in a nature setting really helped to foster that deep connection. I had to like, you know, I was talking to the trees and like making up shit with the flowers. And like, I really feel like that helped to set the tone and uh, create an environment of that deeper connection. So fast forward through my middle school and high school years, it all got turned turned off, like hated myself, hated my body. I had been sexually abused. So I disconnected from all the feelings of all the things. So I was living in the dark. I was a ball of anger and judgment. I hated myself. And through, uh, uh, through my mid twenties, I had really just operated based on 
I don't know what felt good for me, even though I was fighting myself the whole way. So I feel like looking back, I've always had this underlying, like trust your gut kind of feeling. We're all blessed with that gift. Um, But it wasn't until 2012 when my mom had the stroke. And then I had a near death experience in Colorado that led me on this journey of like talking to a psychic. I started just trying to do all different kinds of healing modalities. And one of those healing modalities was um, the sensory deprivation tanks, the float tanks. Mm -hmm. And in in the float tank, I was laying there and I heard my bylaw father. He passed in 2008 and we didn't have much of a relationship other than he wrote me a lot of letters while he was in jail. And I read those letters occasionally to learn more about him and all the things. So, uh, but he did call me, he'd call me collect from jail my whole childhood. So I knew what his voice sounded like. And in that float tank, he said to me, Hey baby girl. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, okay, I know that voice. Like that's very clear that that is my biological father. And he said just one thing to me, he said, I had to pass in the physical world so I could guide you from the spiritual world. And that was it. That's all he said. And I was like, well, what the fuck? You're going to leave me with that? Like, get me out of this tank. Like, what what, what am I supposed to do with that? So I I got out of the tank and I told the owner, he was like, how was it, Britt? It was like one of my first times to do that. And I was like, well, I just talked to my dad and he's dead. So I'm not really sure what to make of that. He goes, yeah, a lot of psychics come here and use the tank to um, connect so that they can quiet their mind and, you know, tap into deeper, uh, higher levels of awareness. And so I just kind of sat with that. I didn't really know what to do with that information. Again, I've always like led by my own feeling, even when it didn't make sense. Um, And we all know when an angry person walks in the room, we're like, see, you know, like, oh, you can feel it, you know? So we all have that. But it wasn't until that experience that I was like, what the heck just happened? I need to develop this like help. And in that paired with my near death experience, taking me to the psychic, I'm like telling her, she was like, honey, are you intuitive? I was like, it pointed to my brain. It told me to come here. Like, what is happening to me? She's like, honey, you are intuitive. You have a gift. Like you need to buy some cards and, you know, start practicing. And so that was in 2012. So that was my first, like someone's telling me, Hey, you have this gift and paired with my own undeniable experience of what the fuck just happened to me. Am I crazy or what is going on? So I think on my 28th birthday, Chris bought me the a psychic mediumship training, bought all the books from half price books on mediumship. I read every single one of them. And I just started practicing with all my hair clients behind the chair that led to some deepening of relationships that led to some breaking of relationships. Cause you know, when you trigger people, they don't want to be around you. So I just, I, it was fine with me. That was a learning lesson, but I just basically practiced on every client that sat in my chair. If someone had a message and then spirit started bringing people that needed messages. So I think it really started in 2012 with the awareness of like, something's happening. Something's talking to me. I'm feeling certain kinds of ways. And so, um, I took Chris to go see the psychic shortly after, and she looked at him and he was, she said, you need to get back into hypnosis specifically past life regression. And I looked at him. I was like, I told you, she knows things like what is happening. So of course he got back into hypnosis, which he started practicing when he was 17. So he's been doing it for over 23 years now. And, um, it's, 
interesting because he started, he's like, I don't even know what the hell past life regression is. But when we learned that you could use hypnosis to develop your spiritual faculties, heal your chakras, connect to the, to past loved ones and guides and meet your spirit animals. I'm like, sign me up. I'll be your Guinea pig. So I've done thousands and thousands of hours of hypnosis with Chris developing my mental faculties and uh, deepening my vision and um, connection to my own uh, spiritual uh, symbols and interpretations, if you will. We all have our own spirit language, you know? Mm. Oh my God. I had chills at so many parts of that, of that story. Um, there's so many threads. There's so many threads that I could pull on with that, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think where I want to go with this. So one of the things that two things, nature, like, I love how you t- you're talking to the flowers, you're talking to the bees, you're talking to the animals. And as women, and humans in general, but I think especially women, we're a little bit more intuitive and we're more connected to the earth. And we've lost that. So many of us are living in cities and I know I lost it for so much. I was so into nature as a kid. And then it was like, ew, spiders and dirt. And I don't want to be dirty and gross. And we kind of learn that. And then we disconnect from nature. And I go on a walk every day. Spirit animals come to me, the birds and the bees. I hug a tree every day. Like I'm in so such connection with nature. So if you're listening and you're like, Ooh, like we all have, like you said, we all have spiritual gifts. Like we all, we are all psychic. We can all like, we used to be uh, telepathic. Like that's was our communication words, muddle things up. And So get into nature, however you can. If you live in a city, go find a park, go put your hands on the earth, be barefoot, like get into nature and get quiet. The deprivation tank, like meditation, get quiet to really get into those gifts. So I love that you brought that up. And the second thing I want to, the trail that I want to, the thread I want to pull on is you talked about emotions and how you were feeling a lot of your emotions. So in your human design, you have an open solar plexus. So if you're looking at your chart, listening to this, that's going to be the shape, the triangle on the right-hand side, and it'll either be brown if it's defined. And that means you're an emotional authority. So it'll probably say emotional manifesting generator or whatever on your chart. And then if it's like Brit and I, it'll be white. Now, when it's white, we are kind of neutral emotionally. So when you're by yourself, cool, calm, and collected. Like I used to say neutrally happy, but just kind of neutral. Like I'm happy and I'm bubbly. I'm a Leo, like whatever, but like emotionally just kind of chill. And then when I'm around emotional people, I get caught in their wave and the emotional wave. And so my theory with this is that as open solar plexus people, we have trapped emotions because probably someone in your family was emotionally defined. And so you, you identified and, and took in those emotions. And a lot of us, we're demonized for emotions and we're not allowed to cry. We're not allowed to scream. We're not allowed to rage. And so this long-winded pulling of the thread is to ask you, how have emotions been for you and expressing them or feeling them throughout your life? And what is your relationship to them now? Jesus, a wild roller coaster every day of emotion. Are you kidding me? When I first started dating Chris 16 years ago, he's like, I get one good week out of the month with you. And that was because I didn't understand my hormonal, like menstrual cycle, the emotional, like change and pull and ebb and flow. And I didn't have any practice to honor rest and knowing when my body is like, girl, you got nothing left to give. Stop trying to, you know, stop trying to pour from that empty cup. So my relationship to emotions, I mean, like they used to run my 
my life. I thought I had PMDD. I thought I was bipolar. I thought I was a fucking psycho. Like I just feel all the feels I'm a double Pisces. I'm a Libra double Pisces. So hello, the feels. Okay. Like super watery and emotional here. Um, so uh, yeah, my emotions definitely got the most of me as a younger person, especially as an empath in a toxic environment, picking up on anger and rage. And I'm guessing that was my mom's, uh, I'm, I'm guessing my Scorpio mother is probably a defined emotional <laughs> being. I'd like to look up her chart to be honest, yes, but, yeah, uh, yeah. my mom's image came to mind as you were speaking. I'm like, oh yeah, well, she's a lot to do with all the shit, you know what I mean? Mm. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I think that my emotions now, as we know, are just guideposts and, and they're not meant to overwhelm us. And when we don't have emotional control or emotional maturity, they feel overwhelming. They feel like, like you can't control them. And now I know that when I'm feeling something, it's just my body's way of trying to signal something to me to pay attention. So if I'm feeling anger, then I recognize that anger. And before I used to let it consume me, I'd let it fill up my whole aura, my whole being. And I would just vibrate in that energy of just like anger, I'm going to break shit. And I used to break things all the time. And the second I would release that energy or emotion, I would feel sad. Like, why did I just break that pretty mug? I love that one. You know, like, so I didn't have that emotional control. I just needed to get it out of my system, get it out of my body. And now I know when I feel anger, it's my body's way of saying, Hey, something's unfair. Pay attention to what's going on in your reality and, and, uh, respond appropriately or disconnect or whatever the case may be. Um, so now when emotions come up, uh, specifically ones that I don't like the feeling of, I give myself permission to feel them fully for like two minutes, like just feel all the feels like I am fucking mad right now. I stomp my feet like a little bitch and I scream and cry and I throw a tantrum and I just get it out, but I don't break things anymore. Cause now I know (laughs) I don't need to do that. I can just transfer the energy out. Um, if I feel sad, I just feel sad. I cry, I let it out. But I, for me, it's always about coming back to neutral. Like you talk about what is that just neutral balance of like, not high elevated, like everything's amazing. Cause that can get exhausting and not like low and sad and depressed. So for me, it's always about coming back to inner peace and inner harmony. So if I feel emotions, um, if they're good ones, like I just let them happen and I ride the wave. If they're not good ones, which that's us judging and labeling them, but that they make me feel a certain way, then I just just give them space to be there and to ask more questions. Why are you here? What do you represent? How, how can I use this constructively? Um, and I, I think I've gotten much better at, at not projecting those emotions onto the people that are in the room, but uh, Chris catches that every once in a while. <laughs> um, I love how you talk about riding the wave when they're and how they're, I, they're neither good nor bad. They just are. Yeah. And emotions are just energy, but I think we're taught like anger, rage, sadness, depression, all of those feelings, they don't feel very good. And we're taught to push them away, but the more you resist the more it persists. And that was a big part of my healing last year is that I unlocked all of the emotions, the grief, the rage, the anger that I had been suppressing my whole life. And I talk about riding the wave of discomfort. And I think a lot of that has to, to do with the, the nervous system as well. And it's very interesting. So would you say that when you're feeling, when you're feeling not that neutral, so according through the lens of human design, neutral is kind of your default. Would you say that the, the roller coaster tends to happen when you're around, when you're within six feet of someone? 
I mean, I feel that every way I walk into the grocery store. So yeah, definitely. I mean, the second I walk into certain stores, like my energy, like I have to be very mindful going into the public of putting up energetic, emotional, auric protection, you know, so that I don't soak up other people's stuff. Um, but I would say not necessarily because even during 2020, when everything was shut down and I was in my own home, I felt so overwhelmed by the amount of fear and, um, just all the things we'll just wrap it up in that phrase. (laughs) I felt all the things that I even reached out. I was like asking my spirit guides, like help made, I sent up a mayday. I was like mayday. Uh, I'm feeling it. And I'd like, I'm living in my little, you know, incense freaking Haven sound bath, like crystal cave and everything should be fine. And like my orgasm bliss sanctuary and, (laughs) uh, but I'm not, I'm feeling like a hot mess. So like help mayday what's going on. And I asked this question and I will never forget this. This is, will be wisdom that I take to the grave. I said, how do I maintain love and light in a world filled with anger and darkness? And usually you got to wait for the sign or the thing or the whatever. And hell no, it was loud and clear. Anger breeds anger. Love breeds love. Damn it. So I just got to keep doing the love thing. Like, okay, no secret pill, like no, just a little trickery. Like, come on, like, no, just be in love. Okay. Got it. Don't plug into the anger. So I feel the feelings, but I let them go. And same with the same with love and joy too. Like they don't last forever. These emotions aren't nothing lasts. So Mm -hmm. it's about not clinging and not holding on to and not resisting just um, being like a like a, I think of emotions as like a wave coming in and a wave going out. And like this, my mom always, mama always said this too shall pass. So I just trust that that is the case and um, don't get too caught up in any one of them, you know, any one of the emotions. Mm, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It's so true. And I do think that something that came to mind when you're talking about that is that love, I think sometimes we think of love as like pure and light and bright. And, and that is love, but think about a mama bear who is like, love is also rage. I feel like, like sacred rage, sacred, like love is sort of part of that. Like the threat of love is not just one facet. It's like a a crystal with multiple facets within it, but then there's higher levels of there's higher expressions of sacred rage and there's lower expressions of it. And I think when we think about emotions as good or bad, then we are making ourselves bad. Because a lot of times when we we say, I am angry, you're not angry. You're having a feeling that is anger, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And mm-hmm. so I think it's interesting. My, my diving into the, the path of the feminine, I feel like the doorway in is through rage, grief, and anger. And really feeling all those feelings because as women, as, as humans in general, but if you're a feminine, uh, identifying being, um, dominant essence, like we have so much suppressed rage, anger, and grief. And I don't think we were recording when we were talking about this, but you talked about how you, uh, when you were born, you had your umbilical cord wrapped around your neck and you attribute that to being hung as a witch. And so many of us have the witch wound. So many of us have the sister wound and that's, what's keeping us apart as women. And so I'm curious your, your take on this, because I know in my experience with the hair industry, I 
felt like it was catty. I wasn't really, I was surface level friends with people. There was a couple of people throughout my 10 year career that I felt like I could open up and be me. But most of the time I had a shield up and I felt like there was competition and it just didn't feel very good. So I'm curious as your take on that and, and kind of what we've talked about the sister wound, the witch wound and how that has affected the hair industry. That's a really um, great question. And one, I might not fully be able to answer, honestly, because when I left uh, my licensing test, I got my own suite and I've been in my own suite for the last 15 years in January. So I haven't quite um, embodied the salon culture that a lot of us do experience. But from what I hear in coaching clients in uh, those environments that I think that there's been a massive shift, but for the longest time, it has been rooted in competition. It's been rooted in, I mean, even I was in a salon for seven months before um, I got my license and there was an apprentice there. And she had been there over a year by the time I had started. And I never apprenticed. I just was like, how much, you know, how, how do I make this happen? Like, what do I got to pay? Like, what is going to happen here? Cause this is what we're doing. And I could always feel that competition or jealousy. Like, how is she already taking like paid clients? Um, and I've been apprenticing for X amount of time. So I did have a very slight taste of what that felt like. Um, and, you know, even in that moment, I just thought, but all you have to do is just believe that it's possible for you. So I think like, it's the way that we, it's like the mindset we bring that we bring now, in what I know, I can look and see like the type of mindset that people are operating off of based on their actions or their attitude or their level of support. Um, so it's easy for me to identify like, um, where is it safe to share and where is it not safe to share? Um, but I will say that what I've seen over the last couple of years in coaching stylists that work behind the chair in these big open concept salons is that there is a big shift in stylists looking for that community versus the competition. They're looking for more collaboration. They're looking for more tools to heal. They're looking for better ways to serve their clients. And um, so for me, it's hard to say, cause I don't focus on the drama. It's like what I like, I try to avoid that at all costs. Um, so yes, I do think that that is present in the, that it has been, and still is present in the, you know, in our industry, but I don't even want to focus on it. I want to just, uh, shift the narrative to like, yeah, that's how it has been in the past, but here's how we're going to change it in the future. And the more we can focus on um, what we want to see and how we want to feel in our industry and the environment we want to create, I think that's, what's going to create that new, um, just the new energy and then, and the new culture. It's like a new salon culture that I really believe is being um, built. And I'm just so grateful for people like you and me who are on that forefront of leading the way by example of like loving and supporting other people and not feeling in competition. So um, yeah, it is present, but I don't want to be a part of that. So carry on. Mm. <laughs> you know. I love that. And that's such good advice. If you're listening right now and you do feel that in the salon or the space that you're in, focus on you, turn the spotlight inward, love yourself so much that it doesn't matter what other people like you have to, to, to let your sparkle magic shine and like shine bright. And sometimes people don't like that. Like they don't, I think it's this, this sort of feeling I felt it before where I was like, damn, like, I wish I could be like that girl. She doesn't give a fuck. And she's just being her, like, why can't I do that? And so I think sometimes when we get flack for being us, it's because they want to be themselves too. 
And so you're leading by example. And I freaking love that. And I, I, this is a perfect segue into the next topic that I wanted to talk about when you were talking about developing your psychic gifts and you talked about experimenting on your clients. I loved that. And I think that with, there's so many hairstylists who are light workers and there's, we all have the psychic gifts. We all have the healing gifts. And I see this vision of the future for the salon, the hair industry. And it's like you said, the, the, uh, no, it's collaboration over competition. It's, uh, people giving, using their gifts. I see so many salons that are breaking Reiki energy in and energy work. And that is a big part of what you do and a big part of what I do. And I think it's the wave of the future is salons become the epicenter of a city and they're the healing center. And you don't even have to have the, you don't have, even have to be doing the gifts, but when you heal, you give other people permission to heal. So I would love to talk about how your take on that, like workers behind the chair and it being more, everyone's being turned on, I feel like. And, and how did that feel for you? Kind of how would someone, if someone wants to develop Reiki or they want Reiki is a little bit easier, I think, than then the psychic abilities. Let's just focus on that. If you feel like you're psychic and you want to start practicing on your clients, how do you start doing that? (laughs) Buy yourself some cards, just like Serena told me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I do agree. I do see it as the wave of the future because I think for so long, hairdressers haven't given themselves the credit that they deserve of the power that they hold. They Mm. literally hold confidence another person's confidence in their hands. Like we are shaping the way people feel about themselves and the way that you feel about yourselves is how you embody a being a better mother or better boss or whatever. Like when you feel good, you do good. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so I think hairdressers are going to recognize their power, um, not just in making people look pretty, but making them feel good. And when you can do both, because looking good, we should be, that should be a given like hairdressers should just be damn good at their craft. Like that's, that is just a baseline, like get good practice. Okay. You'll get there. Mm-hmm. Same with psychic abilities. Like it just takes time. Like mm-hmm. you think my first haircut looked good. Hell no. Like <laughs> zero degree haircut. Why is that the hardest thing in the whole world? Okay. You know, like, give me a break. So, uh, that's why I cut oh, with the yeah. razor. Most of my career I was like, fuck <laughs> that straight line. Nobody wants a straight line. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, um, my God. I, I just think, um, hairdressers doing the work to heal themselves because a lot of hairdressers, what I see and my mom being a hairdresser who overgave, I just see this trend of, um, overgiving, burning out, exhausting, not having any boundaries, soaking up all the negativity from the healing that's happening in the chair and not having the tools to be able to protect their energy and be able to hold space versus like, take it all in. Like, I'm going to fix you by taking in your problems. No, now you both just fucking hurt, feel bad because <laughs> like, they just ranted and you gave them no tools to help uh, alleviate or heal. And now you feel bad because you're an empath and you've taken that energy home and you don't know what to do with it. Like shower it off, you know, like cleanse your aura, get some uh, air spray, you know, like some energy refresher spray. Like, so I I think what I see is uh, just as a collective, not just in the hair industry, but as every individual takes responsibility to heal themselves, to find that holistic wholeness and well-being, then that gives them the space to be able to fill their cup by themselves, not looking for someone else to do it. And then that 
gives them the opportunity to start spreading that love and that healing. And and you don't even have to try. That's the thing, like Mm -hmm. to be a leader, to help others heal. You don't have to try to do it. All you have to do is embody that work in yourself and people will be inspired by like, oh shit, like this is how, this is how I am where I am today. I would I would learn new techniques on mindfulness or meditation or eating clean or going vegan or whatever. And I would just start embodying that in my own life. And over time, my clients kept saying, what the hell are you doing? Why are you happy? Damn, you look good. You're losing so much weight. What the fuck? And it, it was just that, um, leading by the action that I was taking. I wasn't trying. I'm not like, I'm going to try to inspire people to be better. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) I never had that intention. I eventually had that intention, but I didn't start out that way. It was only through the reflection of other people going, wow, I really needed that quote that you just posted or wow. Thanks for sharing that recipe on yada, yada, yada. Like it was through the feedback of others saying, I really needed that in my life. And I realized, well, shit, I needed it in my life. That's why I was doing this. That's why I'm making these changes that's why I'm trying out being vegan. That's why I'm testing out affirmations, you know, like this is why I'm like literally experimenting in my own life. And that led to people being inspired to change their lives. And that kind of clicked with me. It was like, wait, I, I don't, I'm already just doing it. So all I have to do is just tell you what I'm doing and that will help you. And so um, that essentially is what has led me out from behind the chair is that I started doing the work in my own self. It started inspiring my clients to make those changes, to ask for bigger raises, to leave toxic relationships, mm-hmm. um, to finally put themselves first. And uh, that was enough for me to go, I think there's something here. And I took a lot of that wisdom and what I was sharing and what was he- helping me heal in my life. And I put that into shine school and the Oracle deck and hell, I started bringing cards to the salon and having clients pull. So it's just like, I don't even think you have to try. And I know that sounds crazy because healing is fucking work. Okay. But it's worth it. It's worth it, but you don't have to try to help anyone else. There's nothing you have to do, but just do the work for yourself. And that alone is the inspiration that people need. I mean, I lost 75 pounds because a woman that worked at forever 21 with me before I started beauty school said, I used to walk 10 miles a day and I lost hundred pounds. I was like, it's possible done. That's all I needed. I just needed permission that it's possible. And I think that's what hairdressers are being called to do is lead by example and show that change and healing and wholeness and happiness and abundance and co- connection and community and all the thing and looking good at the same time is possible. Damn it. <laughs> oh, my drop with that one right there. <laughs> I freaking love that. And you know what? You're I'll, I'll wrap it up with this because you just beautifully described the line six in human design. So your profile, we both have the same profile and your profile is your internal and external personality. So the first number the line six is what you resonate with the most. It's the conscious energy within you. And then the second number, the the line two in our case is the unconscious uh, personality traits that other people kind of pick up on. And the line six is the influencer, the role model. And literally that's how we lead is by example. And I was talking to someone the other day, I'm, I'm the type of leader that's like, I'm in the freaking trenches with you. Like I may be one step ahead of you. I may be a half a step ahead of you, but I'm, I'm with you doing this, or I have physically done what you're, I know what you're going through. I'm not just up here on some pedestal, like talking to you because I don't know 
I, I went through that like five, 10 years ago and I can't relate to where you are now. And so I think that's such a powerful thing, regardless of your human design is just be the example. And that's exactly what happened to me. Like I started taught, that's why I started to become a personal trainer because everyone's like, oh my God, Lindsay, you lost 50 pounds. You like you're, I was just show, I was just sharing. Mm-hmm. And so just share, I think a lot of us get so hung up on what do I post and what do I do and how do I be a leader and how do I change people? And it's like, no, 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 just be like, it, it's easier to just be <laughs> and lead by that example. Um, so I freaking love that. And I think that I feel like this is a, this, this episode has been so juicy. There's been so much that, that, um, we've talked about, and I would love for you to share what you've got going on, how, where do you hang out the most on social media? How can people connect with you and what are your offerings right now? What do you, what's lighting you up? Yeah. Thank you so much. It really has been such a beautiful conversation. And before I share all of that, I've got one story that I want to tell you that you don't know about yet. So (laughs) I was just at my mother-in-law's house over the Thanksgiving weekend, and we're all sitting around the table, having a good time, chatting it up. And I'm like, I wonder what their human design is. Like you've infiltrated my fucking, my world. Okay. (laughs) So I'm like, I wonder what their human design is because interestingly enough, Chris's mom and Chris are both Aquariuses and his stepdad and I are both Libras and we both operate very similar. It's very weird. Like Chris and his mom are always reading off doing whatever the fuck. And Rick and I are just hands in making food, smoking weed, just like having a good time. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, so I'm like, I wonder what, I wonder what his design is. So I'm looking up everyone's and I get to Rick and Rick is like, he's, he's really embodied, like who I would call my dad at this point now that I've lost both of mine. Okay. So like, I see him as that kind of role model in my life. And the whole weekend he's been in the kitchen, cooking us vegan food, breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner, vegan, just gourmet. Just we got spoiled. Right. And I look up his human design and I don't know what the hell any of, you know, I know like 0.4% of what I'm even looking at. It's, you know what I'm saying? I got to trust you, but I scroll down and what really stood out to me is that it said like domain, like in, in your domain or something like that. Is that a word is domain in there? I don't know. I think so. Environment. I don't know. Yeah. Environment. Environment. Okay. Kitchens. Kitchen. (laughs) I was like done. Like. It, it even read Rick. Okay. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you for opening up my world to being able to understand the people that I love and that support me in my life and how I can better communicate or show them ways in which they can live by their design too. So thank you for that. Mm, you are so welcome. And I'm yeah. going to add on to that before you share. Yeah. Um, that is what I tell people all the time with human design. First, learn about yourself but then you can learn about the people around you. And I have a course called start living by your design. It's in the show notes and it goes over the top five things that everyone needs to know. And the cool thing about this is that you can use it as a coach in your business. Like all you need to know about other people to help and support them is their type, their strategy and their authority. That's it. And when you understand that, the dynamic of relationship changes. You, you're, I even have a client or not a client, but a friend who on her intake form, she's a hairstylist, she gets people's human design so that she can cater the experience to them. Mm -hmm. And it's such a powerful tool on so many levels. So thank you for sharing that story. I love, love, love that. And yeah, it's just such a, I'm so grateful to be able to 
do what I do. So yeah, yeah I think I love that. <laughs> yeah. It was so fun. We all just like lost our shit. We're like, no way. <laughs> like if you didn't believe before now you have to, <laughs> uh, but it. If you want to come hang out with me and soak up the sparkle magic, you can find me at brittanycarmichael.com. On there, I have an entire page of free resources from self-love guided meditations to seven-day kickstart challenges uh, for your self-care, for confidence masterclass. We've got it all going on over there. Um, if you want to find me on social media, I pop in on Instagram at the world by Brit. And um, two things that come to mind, I have this incredible free masterclass that I just created. I've kind of been chilling on like creating a, a bunch of new things lately and something hit me last month. And I was like, I have this idea. I've got to share more about the heart, throat and third eye chakra because I operate a lot in those. And I want to, I wanted to share high level advanced techniques for people who are past the beginning stages of the, who am I question and like getting into that psychic magic stuff. Um, so I created the reclaiming your goddess power masterclass, totally free. It was supposed Ooh. to be 90 minutes. I went two and a half hours. It's just, I open throat. Okay. Okay, I've got yes. an open throat. I have a lot to share. <laughs> so I'd love for you to soak up this knowledge um, and help to reclaim your power by setting better boundaries, by regaining that confidence that you gave away somewhere in your past. We're going to help you reclaim that and really step into who you authentically are. So you can check that out at brittanycarmichael.com forward slash goddess. And if you're ready to take your goddess power to the next level, my upcoming goddess retreat is going down in April, the week of 420, if you know what I'm saying. Saying. So we've got a few spots left and this is my six day luxury transformational experience to take people through the entire chakra system to heal and balance all the different areas of their life so that they can go home whole and complete and be a better business owner to be a better lover or mother or teacher or friend. So this is giving opportunity for those that need that time and space to heal and recharge because they're doing it so much for other people in their life. This is the opportunity for you to come take care of yourself. And I'll be damned if I don't attract half hair, half the crowd as hairdressers. <laughs> so I, I could almost call this a, a healing hair retreat, if you will. <laughs> Aww, I freaking love that. I love the work that you do. Definitely go Thank check you. out Brit. Uh, thank you. I'm so grateful for your friendship and for this conversation. Thank you for being on this episode and thank you for listening to this intimate conversation and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the find your way podcast. I want to ask you a question really quick. Do you want to learn more about your human design? If you said yes, I would love to invite you to send me a screenshot of your chart on Instagram. My handle is at Lindsay Means with an underscore. And there's a link in the show notes to get your chart below if you don't have one already. If you want to learn more about my offerings and freebies, check out lindsaymeans.com. If you love this episode, share it on social media and tag me. I would love to connect with you. If you like this content, subscribe now so you never miss an episode. And remember, you are perfect exactly as you are. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. It's only a matter of remembering how freaking amazing you are and human design helps us with that. See you next time.